0: Your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick
1: Solo. All right, welcome to a Thursday of Lacrosse Talk PM. If you want to get in here, 608 785 7914 is the talking text line. 608 785 7914. I should probably. Oh, I did. I did it. I do have it ready to go. Uh, logging in, we're good. Ooh, middle of the day text. Um, nope, not going to read that one. Uh, checking the wire right now. Council Brewers manager, Craig council counting on Brewers hitters to bounce back. Really breaking news. Craig council wants the Brewers hitters to be better this year. Um, can we do, should we do the, 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 not the, not the, the weird Texas show where we talk about Ted Cruz, uh, heading to Cancun and then saying "Ah, i was just taking my daughters and my family there and i was coming right back (laughs) and then and then uh bailing on texas right like you you, hey maybe uh maybe our elected officials should endure what texas is going through along with the rest of the population but he heads to a family vacation on cancun and then just says no i was just coming right back i just want to make sure everyone got there safe and then uh then people uh figured out that that wasn't the case. He was actually going to stay there for a couple days. Um, that's great. Uh, there's also that Colorado City, Texas. So Colorado City, Texas. There's also that that mayor there as we go through a mayor's race, right? This is like when, when we decide that, hey, mayor's races are important. And then you could get a guy uh, the, like Tim Boyd, who is no longer the mayor of Colorado City, Texas. But, man, I don't know it's it's uh so obviously if you don't know texas uh is getting hit with some cold weather right now and people are struggling and they don't have power texas has apparently its own grid power grid so they don't have to regulate it it's kind of kind of interesting you like we become we've become power grid experts now like there's the west grid and the east grid and the texas grid apparently uh just kind of interesting but um this uh this mayor this mayor has uh, just a kind of an interesting uh, Facebook post. No one owes you or your family anything. Nor is it the local government's responsibility to support you during trying times like this. Sink or swim—it's your choice. People don't have power, right? It's freezing out. People, uh, uh, you know, people aren't doing very well. Uh, the city and the county, along with the power providers or any other services, owes you nothing! Exclamation point. This is a mayor actually on Facebook telling uh, people this. I'm sick and tired of people looking for a damn handout. If you don't have electricity, you step up and come up with a game plan to keep your family warm and safe. If you have no water, you deal without and think outside the box to survive and supply water to your family. I should wait for a couple minutes and uh, bring this up with uh, Mayor Candidate Vicki Markeson, right? Like, should I read this to her and ask her if this would be her policy, uh, maybe for people on French Island, <laughs> Or, like, you step up if you don't have water. Figure it out. You don't have heat in your house, burn your chair. Joe's Joe's calling in. Joe, you're on the air, man. Go ahead.
0: Well, if somehow those people in Texas could have got uh, some type of weather notification, you know, like maybe watch uh, the weather channel. Well, and those people too could have planned a trip to get out of Texas before the, that came. Yeah, I That's mean, it's a salt that you stay in, in the, that you stay in your own home when all this is happening. Do, you have the weather channel, you have a job, plan accordingly.
1: So every time there's a snowstorm in Wisconsin, we got to leave? Well, every time
0: there's a snowstorm in Wisconsin, we're supposed to throw Tony Evers and all the elected officials from Madison out in it. Like, get a life. Well, get a weather channel. They, they don't Plan have a vacation.
1: Joe. They don't have power. It's been like sixty hours.
0: You have the weather channel. You know what's coming. Plan a vacation.
1: Okay, so everyone's got vacation to burn and money to just go to Cancun or wherever. Uh,
0: that's Ted Cruz's fault that you don't manage your vacation well enough that you know when there's a snowstorm coming, you can leave town. That's not Ted Cruz's okay,
1: fault. Okay, so I live in Texas. I always need to bank four or five days of vacation just in case the power grid in my state goes down, and my house can't be heated, or I can't get clean drinking water. Therefore, I need to well, be ready to pack up and head out. I don't care. Out?
0: You need to make a plan in case that happens. I'm not saying you need to leave on vacation, but you have the weather channel. I have a if job. You, you what need if to I... be a responsible citizen and get the weather channel. It's not up to the government to tell you when the weather comes. <laughs> okay, You man. need to seek that information out yourself.
1: You sound like a crazy person. So the, everybody needs to be ready for when uh, there the power grid fails us in Wisconsin. This can happen. The power grid fails All us. All I'm saying we need is to that save. This
0: didn't sneak up on anybody. This was not sneaky. This didn't come in the middle of the night and no one knew it was coming.
1: Everybody you knew that the power grid. The All right, so everybody in Texas knew the power grid was going to fail them and they wouldn't have clean drinking water or electricity for sixty hours.
0: Uh, everybody in Texas knew there was something coming that they haven't experienced before. So you can get ready, but you can't blame the elected official. Maybe Ted Cruz, maybe maybe everybody in Congress should have stood out there chest high and maybe tried to stop the storm. All I'm,
1: I'm sure if we had some troubling times right here in Wisconsin and Ron Kine packed it up and went to Cancun, you would say, good for Ron Kine. Good job, Ron Kine. I'm glad you got out of town. Man, give me a break. You sound like the craziest person I've ever heard. Uh, <laughs> it's just Unbelievable. Uh, all right, so well, I, maybe I'll read the rest of this uh, Tim Boyd. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know if I want to subject Vicki Marcus into that, but she is running for mayor. She is going to join me here in a couple of minutes. I wanted to just go down the Texas, to the Texas Alley for just a minute. I mean, if Ted Cruz thought it was so great that he w- it was okay for him to go to Cancun, then he wouldn't have lied and said, I was just taking my family there to get them down there safe and come right back. No, nope, dude, you were staying down there until the weekend. So like, just he wouldn't have lied. Um, and yeah, maybe you should stay in your state while it's going through, you know, this bleep storm, uh, and snowstorm, and, uh, try to figure out what the government needs to do to help its citizens. Because if there's any time that we, that we should rely on the government is when, you know, we don't have electricity or water and need help. Right. Like that's, that's maybe the one time just uh just pack up our vacation just have always have vacation. according to joe just have your vacation days ready to go save your money just in case you can't have electricity or drinking water that's that's the case uh all right i'm gonna take a uh, take a break brad gotta do the news vicky markson coming up we can ask her why she's running for mayor what she's gonna do about the roads no uh, we could just ask her. She's She did release her first 100 days. So we could, we could talk to her a little bit about that and uh, whatever else. 608 785 7914. Send me your questions. Uh, we'll be back after this. All right. Welcome back to LaCrosse Talk PM. 608 785 7914 is the talking text line. Vicki Marcuson's running for mayor. She's one of two now. We're down from 10 to two candidates. And if you have questions, we can subject her to uh, all of the, the callers and texters. Vicki, how are you?
2: I'm doing fine. Are Thanks.
1: You, uh, um, I, I was just before the show, and I don't know if you had 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 any chance to look at this, but this uh, Colorado City mayor. So this is a mayor. This is what we're going through. But, you know, the, the, it's not out of the question that we could lose power because of a storm in Wisconsin. And if we, that happened, it would be very cold for a lot of people, I think in their homes kind of what Texas is going through right now. But, but, uh, I was reading this a little bit and I thought, you know what, I'm going to save it for Vicky and ask her if this is, as she agrees with this mayor, uh, who's actually no longer the mayor of Colorado city, probably because of this, uh, this post. And it's just fun. It's just funny. But he says, uh, let me hurt some feelings while I have a minute exclamation point times two. Uh, no one owes you or your family anything as Texas ha- losing power. People are dying. It's so cold out. We probably shouldn't be so upbeat about this, but this is just, I, I, I don't know where to, um, I don't know how to take this. It's just, it's, its too too scary comical. Uh, nor is it the government, the local local government's responsibility to support you during these trying times. Sink or swim, it's your choice. The city and the county, along with the power providers or any other service, owe you nothing. I'm sick and tired of people looking for a darn handout. If you don't have electricity, you step up and come up with a game plan to keep you and your family <laughs> warm and safe. If you have no water, you deal without and think outside the box to survive. I'm thinking like maybe melt snow and supply water to your family. <laughs> If you're sitting at home in the cold because you have no power and you are sitting there waiting for someone to come rescue you because you're lazy, you used the wrong you're there, uh, is direct result from uh, of your raising, how you're raised, apparently. Only the strong survive and the weak will perish. Folks, God has given us the tools to support ourselves in times like this. And he keeps going and then he resigned as mayor. Um, probably, probably not the best route to take as uh, somebody that's leading the city government.
2: I think it's safe to say he's triggered. Yeah, <laughs> so, I mean, uh, some of the wording in there, like I would, it, lazy and a handout, like those are always positive things to put in a post from a mayor, aren't they?
1: Yeah, right. And this, okay, so I bring this up a little bit because it's not, it's not, uh, first of all, it's not far fetched that, you know, lacrosse could lose power and it, it's it was very cold a couple of weeks ago and we that would be a bad thing. But also, um, La Crosse is dealing with this a little bit in, in a way. French Island doesn't have water. How much have you studied the, the, the PIFA's uh, situation on French Island, and do you think the city is going in the right direction, or would you do anything different?
2: Well, the latest is that Evers ha- is including some funding in for the municipalities to help um, resolve, if you will, because as, as many of us know, we're not the only community that has used that foam. And the interesting thing is, I mean, this is this is how connected we are as people. So some of us probably have friends that live on the island there. I I had gotten a text from someone who's not a lacrosse resident saying, is this coming your way as mayor? And is there any way you can deflect this? And um, so, I mean, it's just an awful situation, right? You, you have foam that no one knew was toxic and ends up seeping into the groundwater. This is the stuff that movies are made out of. And so yeah, a new, the, the city needs to provide safe drinking water. Absolutely. They are taking that the correct route. What's interesting is the assistance, if you will, like this potential state funding, is developing while our situation is developing and we obviously want to provide safe clean water for those residents it's not their fault that this has happened to them but at the same time these other funding opportunities if, if they develop are are coming online and so how quickly do we act do we act um, obviously what i know right now is the city's researching its options obviously hooking up those homes to sewer is an option I've heard that some filtration systems are an option, but researching what is all possible and then what is the best option is where we're at.
1: Yeah, and and the idea here is that the Lacrosse Airport, which is the city's airport, was using firefighting mm-hmm. foam. So the people that live around there and point to the airport as the airport's to blame. I think there are even lawsuits uh, being filed against the city for this, and then. If you're the city, I, I want to say that the avenue to go down is like, hey, the federal government mandated that we use this firefighting foam, so it's not our fault. We had to use it. So then, take your lawsuits to Washington or to Madison. I'm not really sure if it's Madison or Washington, but yeah, there's just a, at this point, you know. Also, we have people uh, drinking, not drinking water, or not having clean water. So there's there's a lot of finger pointing going on, and and and, and still people that that are in a, and just as. If, you, if you've ever had your water shut off I live out in the middle of nowhere we have a well a community well and it shuts off man it is it is just very it's it's very difficult to function during the day because you you I bet I turn the faucet on 50 times in a day and go oh yeah that's right the water is off so I can't imagine what the people are, are going through when they're probably I don't know if their water is literally on but the that water that's coming out isn't clean yes my
2: understanding well, and then it's the people who don't know yet, right? That's the other variable of yes, my, I have not tested positive, if you will, for it. Uh, but do I trust my water? So that's the the secondary thing of until we've identified the scope of the the contamination, everyone around that area is, is fearful. So I know so the the individual that I know has a young daughter and says, I am constantly chasing my daughter around the house trying to encourage her not to drink the water from brushing teeth to, you know, just drinking it out of the faucet. So, so yeah, it's, and and then, you know, the other piece that you didn't mention too, was how much did the company know? Did they know that this was a forever toxin that um, was ruining the environment? I've heard that there, there's some allegations that the company itself should get sued because it had knowledge of, uh, the dangers that it possessed.
1: Does the so city... yeah,
2: it's like, this is uh, the Aaron Brockovich of I was of, just going to say Ross, that. right.
1: I was just going to say that Vicki. I was going to say time to call Aaron. I don't know how old Aaron right. is, or uh, it, maybe we just call Julia Roberts. That might be more fun. Um, all right, so yeah, this, I vote
2: Julia Roberts. <laughs> yeah,
1: right. Um, and, and, Maybe
2: we could get her to do a commercial like Winona Ryder did for Winona.
1: Yeah, right. Like we'll make a fake sign outside of French Island or Campbell or whatever. Um, okay, so th- th- this is th- this is what I wonder too. Mayor Tim Cabot, obviously pretty established, uh, 2013 to now, he was in, and it was by all means, it, it looked like he would have been reelected if he have ran. Steps down, leaves an open seat for mayor. Do you think he stepped down? Because, man, there's a global pandemic we're dealing with. This PIFA's lawsuit, this PIFA situation isn't great. Not great. Uh, of course, all the roads are going to be ruined because it was negative 20 degrees for a couple of weeks. And, mm-hmm. you, you know, as we come out of this uh, pandemic, we have we have some big ticket items that we, we put a lot of money into. I'll just say we have the lacrosse center. We put $42 million into it. Uh, you know, expecting big returns, and hey, oh, we're not going to be able. We might not be able to use it right away. Man, it seems like a good time for. Uh, seems like a good time for Tim Cabot to just go. I'm out. See you later.
2: Right, mic drop. Right. Uh, there are certainly. I will say this: there are developing challenges that uh, I think quite a few of us weren't fully aware of when we filled out those nomination papers. But that's part of being mayor, right? You can never foresee what what the next four years are going to entail and um so how much of this did tim know how much of this impacted whether he wanted to rerun we're all i think we're all waiting to say to see what is his next path so um i think that i i have the feeling we won't know that uh for quite some time as to what his motivation was but for stepping down
1: yeah if he if he runs for a a different elected office uh we might we might find that out but you know maybe he's just out of here and just wants to go go live somewhere warmer um all right so on your website uh vicky for mayor vicky with i vicky for mayor.us um you have your first hundred days and on there just the 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 first thing that i see when i'm looking at this is you have in big bold letters just down a little bit get city hall in order Yeah. And I don't know if that's the – is that the first thing that you, you – if you're elected mayor April 6th, uh, boom, I'm going to – that's what I, I want to do first. And can you explain what that means a little bit?
2: I can. You know, it's one of these things you write it and you have this thing in your head of you get your house in order, right? That's what that's a playoff of. And that's what everybody gravitates to of. Are you assuming – or are you saying that City Hall is out of order? So what that means is we have a we're going to have new council members. We are going to have new leadership. We are going to have to get a new city council president. So these fundamentals of how we operate as in you know as a as a team, if you will, are all in play. So we have to make sure that we're getting those new council members oriented. We have I have to make sure that I'm meeting with department heads. That we're meeting with those existing uh, council members. And then also we have to start thinking about who's going to be that next city council president. So um, I put as a side note on there, again, this is not saying we're going to open city hall on April 7th. This is saying, what's the plan? There may be a plan in place, um, but that's another thing to figure out of what, what are those metrics that we need to get city hall back open and running? So again, these are just things of, Fundamentally, we have to get everyone on the same page, and we have to get people oriented. And making sure that that happens quickly is what I'm calling "get City Hall in in order."
1: Yeah, that and that makes sense too, I mean, because I I had a different candidate, and this was months ago. Uh, talk about like, hey, uh, City Hall is actually a little dysfunctional. There's fighting between, uh, and I I couldn't give you any specifics, but you know, between people in the. In, in the, in the government, yeah, in City Hall, and the mayor. There was, like, infighting going on, but uh, Cabot didn't really relay that. Maybe he wouldn't want to. Um, so, yeah, when you explain that a little bit better. Obviously, we have seven or six. Now, I forget if it's – there's 13 city council members, and I believe six or seven mm-hmm. of them will be brand new. Uh, and Well, except Doug, if Doug Happel is reelected, then we would have one because we only have one incumbent running. So the idea that we're going to have fresh. fresh city council yeah. people, they might not even know how any of that works.
2: Right, and and the other thing to keep in mind is just as as I'm running with some um, vision and some initiatives, each of those council members are as well. And I was just talking, um, had a great lunch with one of the other um, former candidates for mayor, and we were chatting about that, saying that there are people coming in who are running with their own their own endeavors, their own ideas, and so capturing those will be really important because. As anybody knows, when you have that many new people, and I, I use terms like teams, so when you have that many people on a team, you really have to know what their motivation is, and um, because otherwise you're not going to be able to get anything done. You have to understand each individual. So that will be a really critical component to how we move forward, how much we're able to get done, and um, how, again, what, what motivates people. And, and obviously, department heads, all of the city employees are part of that, um, but but developing that, creating that understanding, creating those relationships is really vital in those in the that that first month, but particularly as soon as possible.
1: You heard it here. Vicki Marcuson, if she's mayor, Iron Fist, she's coming in. She's gonna put the fist <laughs> put the hammer down. No, I'm just kidding. Uh Vicky, we got we have a caller. I think Jim is calling in. Uh Jim, you're on with Vicki if you have a question for her.
0: Good evening, Vicki. How are you?
2: I'm great. Thanks, Jim.
0: Um, Vicki, I don't know much about you. I'm sorry. I, I feel stupid for saying that, but it's true. I don't know much about you. I, I know a lot about Mitch because of the radio he's been on for the past several years until lately. Um, so I think that's going to be a disadvantage against you. I I, I I hope it turns out different for you. But the question I have, I'm concerned. I, I live in the town of Madari, but I'm right on the edge of the city of La Crosse. And my concern is this. How do you stand on the city of La Crosse turning over property to a certain group of people that they spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on um, preparing and now they want to turn it over to a certain group of people and they want it tax-free for those people how do you stand on that when the city's short of land already
2: okay i am assuming that you're talking about the Ho statements. i don't want to make an assumption but um so okay first and foremost you said you don't know anything about me so thank you for that i shouldn't assume and one of the interesting things is i'm i'm known in other circles pretty well just not this radio station because of course you know mitch better so really quickly bringing up to speed on who i am so i moved to this area 25 years ago was a tv reporter in town for four years um, met my husband and said, wow, that TV career ladder where you move to bigger cities is not going anywhere. You all know that we have a lot of amazing anchors in in town that that haven't moved a lot. So I moved over to the Builders Association, did that for 10 years. I moved over from there into Seven Rivers Alliance, where I worked on regional economic development across 13 counties and three states and municipal lines. And then I moved over to the Chamber of Commerce been doing that for six years. so that's a really quick uh snippet of me. I have my husband, I have three boys in town, one year finally started a senior year at Logan high school and um and a thirteen year old and then a twenty year old so that's that's me okay, going to the the land that I assume is the Ho Chunk property so Ho chunk as many of us know already owns property in the city i think it's a conversation to have with them of whether that property would be coming back onto the tax rolls and um and that this property that would be on the river point district would be then coming off of the property tax roll so this is a very as, as many of you know you, you asked a debated question because Ho chunk of course this is their land um that and so all of that comes with the conversation but here's how i look at it from a nuts and bolts river point district has sat vacant for 20 years it used to be the old mobile oil site and of course they've properly better named it it has sat vacant for 20 years ho-chunk is looking to change how they have investments being um Some apartments in there. They're looking to create some youth um, activity, some great youth activity space there, and really empower their people, which is quite understandable. And I look at it and and say, in every, this is my economic development background. In every project, you need a catalytic project that is going to cause other businesses to go there, and I can't. Think Obviously, we'd love to get an amazing building for-profit, prof, for if you will, tax-paying building on that property. But if that property starts to spark others happening, then that is a positive project, and it will cause other properties to come onto the tax rolls much sooner. So what I'm hoping for, and again, I'm not as privy to those conversations, but I'm hoping that they're going to take their other land that is currently not taxable which i believe is right next to the library or close to it and put and replace it so that we are getting some tax base yeah, out of
1: that it'd profit. be kind of a trade-off hey well, you give us this and we'll give you this back we'll give you yeah yeah it, and if they're not then you know maybe that has, maybe there's a different conversation that's vicki Markison. she's running for mayor one of uh we got two candidates now Vicky and, and mitch reynolds uh the elections april 6th we're going to take a quick, well, this isn't the quick break. Scott's comments coming up, Brad doing the news, and we'll return with Vicki and your questions if you got them. 608-785-7914. We'll be back after this on Wisdom. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914. I do that, I always do that so fast. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. Vicki Markison is on with me. She's going to join us for most of the rest of the hour and we take your questions, Vicki, I, my, my plan here as we get to April 6th. And what do you think of this? I'm just going to, I'm going to do show prep on the, on the air is if I had you or Mitch on like once a week, every other week, and just, we do this once sure. a, once every other week. Is that, is that something that's doable? It is. Yep. Okay. And then um, if you do that, this is what's going to happen every week is you're going to get Eric from Sparta. You're on the air with Vicki. You got a question for Vicky, Eric?
0: Yeah, I do. I was kind of wondering,
1: why, why wouldn't you put a, a whole junk casino in the north side up there? Okay, that's, so, anyway, yesterday Eric called, uh-huh. yesterday Hi. Eric called and uh, asked, uh, and tried to, tried to ask, it. his truck broke down, which is, tr- which is sad, uh, but then he, uh, he wanted anyone that had a, an affordable vehicle to give him a call, so if you have something for sale, Vicky, uh Eric, that was, that was Eric's call yesterday, I just wanted to do that to you, uh, we don't have to talk about that at all, but, a uh, libertarian guy did text me, and this is I don't know people. People hear Ho Chunk, and and uh, I, I I don't know what happens here, but he said he texted me this, and he goes, it made me nervous when you said Vicky, when you said this is their land. Exactly, what is their land? Just the former mobile oil site, parts of Lacrosse, the state. Uh, he's confused. Is giving the property some is giving them the property some misguided reparations project. Uh, what do you, I don't know. What do you think?
2: Uh, I think so. Let me let me focus on what 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 the conversation really is because I don't want to go rehash our history, right? So
1: yeah, exactly.
2: The where I started the conversation was the Ho Chunk have nonprofit land. Yeah. And and what I'm hoping for is that this will be a swap of they have nonprofit land currently. If we can put that on the on the River Point in the River Point district and have that spark development. And then we can use that property that is on, I believe, Main Street um, and develop that as taxable property. Then then we have a double win. And that's really um, I mean, that's really the issue. I don't want to rehash history. Uh, I'm not sure what the nervousness is. Obviously, we're just talking about these two if pieces we, of property if right now. If we just
1: point to the Riverpoint district, if we point to it, I, I didn't try to that. But uh, Riverpoint is just north of downtown, right? I, I'm always kind of like confused about where exactly it is. Can you? Do you and, and then on top of that, do we have any, is it called stakeholders? Do we have any businesses that are like, yeah, we want to get into that Riverpoint district?
2: Yes. So, River Point District is, it's been vacant for so long, I think most of us forget that it's even there. So, if you were to leave Festival on Copeland, facing straight ahead of you is about a 60 to 70 acre parcel of land. And if you've been around long enough, you recall that it had these big white mobile oil uh, bins on it, and that has all been cleaned up and it is ready to be developed. There's a Madison company, I believe, that is working with developers to get that occupied. And I do know there are local developers that are interested in building there. Uh, there's, It's a phenomenal website that's been developed. There's great promotional video for Lacrosse, And essentially, it's how do we get this developed how do we get it back on the tax rolls there's some housing in there there's some businesses in there it's a multi-use parcel there's also quite a bit that can't be developed and so there's some recreational space in there as well
1: can we get okay, a so
2: after we, that oh yeah go ahead um, um, so your question was are there some local businesses interested in developing it's it's taken up it's taken a while the website is up it's I think been renamed three times already. I'm not sure why, but but regardless, it's being promoted. And I would love to see, because as you all can imagine, 60 to 70 acres, and having that come onto our tax rolls, that's how we start to do some interesting things with our property taxes and with what's possible in the city of Lacrosse.
1: So I heard that uh, we're going to get a U-Haul in there. That's what I heard. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I do. I do. I, I I I say this all the time because they're kind of. Two things that Onalaska is getting. Uh, first of all, Chipotle, which if there was a Chipotle in downtown La Crosse right now, I would gain. Well, I've already gained a whole bunch of weight because of the pandemic, but I would gain Chipotle weight. Um, also, there's a uh, Chick-fil-A going in Onalaska. And you talk about local businesses. and That's great. But some people want, you know what? I want like uh, we don't have a Popeye's chicken. Can we get a Popeye's chicken in the Riverpoint Point District? Uh, just something just, you know, some of that stuff, too, as well.
2: Absolutely, I, I will tell you. When I moved to this area as a what was I twenty-two-year-old whippersnapper, going, I have to move to an area that has a mall. So, like everyone has some barometer, if you will, of we've made it because we have a Chick Fil A and we have a Noodles, and and we're of interest to in national chains. But uh, and again, so this is this is my 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 speech of when you do business at a local restaurant, they go to a local accountant, they go to a local banker, they go to a local attorney. And that's the the two to three time ripple effect of doing business at a local business. When you do business at Chipotle, you might have somebody like, a, I think Noodles, the franchise, he's like $10,000 or something like that for a local owner. Um, but that money is going out of our area and so those businesses are great we love all of that food that we recognize from other areas it makes us feel good but let's not forget that the economic impact of our small local businesses is actually significantly greater
1: so we need a big al's three that's what we need in there <laughs> something like that
2: we need a right
1: something like uh, that I hear any you.
2: of the local ones and add a two or a three to it and we're doing and then we're doing well so yeah, yeah. I hear I, let me say this too there's another really interesting component to this which is um this is from i think four years ago young professionals i asked them when i was at the chamber what would what is it about lacrosse that makes it great and they all said we love our downtown and how it has all locally owned businesses and that has an appeal so all of us um Kind of poo-poo our local businesses sometimes over time, and get excited about the national change. The people that come here get excited about the local because it's unique.
1: Yeah, and and obviously that stuff right now across the board, uh, hard being hard hit. Obviously, um, when, when I when I go back to your website, you you have your first hundred days thing. Um, you you talk about just kind of you know essentially like meeting meeting the crew right like the, the, the new city council mm-hmm. and getting maybe getting everybody's opinion I, I don't know if you're the same page doesn't sound right to me because uh, I think other, everybody's gonna have you know different uh wants and needs and and then the idea of maybe coming together and figuring out how we get that done but the what's the next step what would be the next step on your uh, your 100 days list
2: sure we have a health crisis we have an economic crisis and they are both happening at the same time we are seeing effects on our people um you know there are more and more reports coming out not just about um, those that are struggling with food insecurity with shelter we have a mental health crisis and it's impacting our children we need to be making sure that we're paying attention to that So where I'm going with this is it's about identifying what is this, what's this true state of this, of the city in terms of our people and our kids and how do we pull together all of the resources that we can because as we all know, we're not guaranteed money coming from the state. We don't know if more is coming from the federal. And what I have always said is we have incredible nonprofits in this area that are providing services, but they are hurting as much as our businesses are. I also know that we have incredibly giving people in our community. So how are we going to fix local? We have to do it here locally, and when we unite our I said the people that are in charge of food and in charge of shelter, in charge of our health, in charge of—we have to get the faith community involved, our businesses, our education. And we say, what's the true state of our city? What do we need to do to get us strong again? Uh, It's uniting those entities. It's identifying what's needed. Then it's telling our people about it so we can all rally and understand the steps to make us have our high quality of life come back that much faster. So well, that's about identifying the needs of our friends and neighbors. Right. The interesting piece to that is our our services, and many of us know this pain point, our services tend to be concentrated in the city of LaCrosse. Those nonprofits serve beyond the city of LaCrosse, and I see the identification of the needs of our friends and neighbors as an opportunity to pull in our neighboring communities because their people are being serviced as well, that then creates ongoing dialogue with our neighbors about uh, how do we make sure that all people are prosperous. And I know this is going to spark a ton of your phone calls, but we have to remember that we have people that work here in Lacrosse that are spending money in our community. Yes, they go outside of this community, and that's why we can't stop the conversation around how do we serve our people, how do our nonprofits serve our people, that can't stop at a city border. We all have to be united in making in making people just that much more uh, mentally, financially healthier as we move forward.
1: We're speaking with Vicki Markison. She's one of two finalists for Lacrosse Crosse Mayor. Uh, we got to call Vicki. Uh, call her. Who is this? Oh, Sally. Hey, Sally. You're on with Vicki if you have a question for her.
2: Oh, thank you. It's great to hear hear from you, Vicki. It's good to hear your ideas on everything. I was wondering, what are your plans to help speed up the distribution of vaccines in our area? And are you in favor of legalizing and taxing recreational marijuana to help us financially recover from COVID and help fund other necessary
1: programs? All right. Thanks for the call, Sally. Um, I don't know. You can answer that, Vicki. Go ahead. So
2: the vaccine. As many of you know, the, the hospitals had to cancel. I think it was, I was just talking to a nurse, 1,600 appointments for vaccines uh, because they did not get enough. So the question, and, and then I've, I've heard actually people in healthcare saying, why have other states figured this out? I mean, you can get them at Walgreens in, in some states. So the distribution of vaccines, we don't, as a city, have control over that. But we can certainly have a conversation with our county health department to say what what is happening here. How do we work with our state uh, with our state elected to figure out a system that is going to get us the vaccines in a in a much more uh, efficient manner. So. The marijuana question, I had somebody email me with this one. So the um, city has already taken a stance on that. The county has already uh, done a vote on that. What we are waiting for is the state. So what so I can comment till I'm blue in the face, but essentially until the state takes action, there's not a lot that we can do here. And, um, I know that the, the police department is in a bit of a pinch because no matter what our city says, they have to follow, um, they have to follow their ticketing rules. So until again, until the state resolves that issue, it, there's not much we can do here.
1: Yeah. And I, I just got a, a couple of minutes, like two minutes left here, Vicky, just to warn you in case you get on some mm-hmm. time. Um, I, I will say Rob Abraham, the assistant police chief has come on the show and, and just in terms of marijuana, he's just... He just wants something done sweeping across the nation. Like if the federal government mm-hmm. just said, this is how we're going to do it because you know, Illinois, Iowa, Minnesota, they're all doing things differently than Wisconsin, which isn't doing anything. Um, so, so, you know, the, the laws, and then maybe even from County to County, the laws are a little different in terms of how you punish people. But, um, yeah, obviously like not a little bit out of, out of the mayor's realm ter- until until, uh, some of the state issues come up. But, um, yeah, I don't I don't really want to I don't really have anything else to really get into that that's going to allow you the time to but I did this to Mitch yesterday and if we in and, and uh he was like, "Come on, man, you, you but so I want to be fair, uh city administrator, yes or no, does this, the the city of Lacrosse need one and then I'll let you go."
2: The city would be much more efficiently Uh, consistently run with a city administrator so i would say yes
1: all right vicky markson thanks a lot for joining me and uh i'm sure we'll we'll be bugging you for the for the next couple of weeks quite a bit thanks
2: sounds great thank you so much
1: all right bye all right that was vicky markson she's one of two finalists running for mayor april 6th the election i think two weeks before that absentee ballots start to get mailed out and you can start to turn those in maybe no it's more than that i'll get that i'll get that date set but uh i'm gonna take one more quick break all right welcome back to lacrosse talk p i'm just gonna wrap up here for a minute let you go for the night uh you to (laughs) be lacrosse political science professor dr anthony tragoski is gonna come on with me tomorrow and who knows what kind of stuff we can get into uh we still haven't passed a bill in the state government uh since april 16th during a pandemic uh maybe we'll get into that again i don't know we just beat that we beat that dead horse but like it's still like a month like every month it's like come on man it's 10 months um Thanks a lot again to Vicki Marcus for joining us. And yeah, that's my, that's my plan to like every other, I think maybe every other Wednesday, uh, have them on and, and just do this, like open it up and let callers call. And we has, we had some good questions today, had some good questions yesterday with Mitch. Um, and, and just, yeah, let you guys, let you guys run the show a little bit and I'll just moderate a little bit <laughs> or a lot, uh, if you don't call. Um, and I know there were a couple of texters that, that had some, some comments, uh, towards Vicky, I'll let her. I'll let her know the comments.